Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday, it is April 22nd, it's 2019, and we have 10 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Nothing is better than taking a weekend off, enjoying some family time. That is exactly what I did. Um, So I'm refreshed, I'm ready to go, and I'm joined by my dude I always have on Mondays, Will, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, my friend? Doing great, man. Excited to be here. Um, I, I had a good weekend as well. Um, and, and I'm ready to roll, man. I've, I've caught some bad beats here lately. Um, it's like I've been nailing one half of it. The other half's not coming through. Nailing the pitcher. Offense not coming through. And uh, as much as I don't like to play chalk offenses, I ended up on Minnesota today. But it's because I thought they were going to be lower on than they were. Had, had I realized they were going to be 30% on, I would have never played Minnesota on this slate. And so I, I paid the price for that despite having packs still. But uh, I'm ready to roll, man. It's going to be a good week. Yes, indeed. Um, if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there check them out. It is fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Rotor Grinders links. Grinder pro- Grinders is the promo code. Um, that way, if you want uh, three months of Roto Grinders Premium for Fantasy Draft, you get access to that with signing up through the links. So you can go over to the Roto Grinders main page on the left hand side. There's a reviews button. You can read all you want to read about Fantasy Draft, and uh, you know we talk about them all the time. You can play, you know, the roster construction over there is way different than what you play on any other site. So if you want to check them out, give them a look. Um, they got a nice little twenty five dollar tournament up. For tonight's slate. I like this slate, Will. We were talking about it in text a little while ago, but I really like this slate. I think even though there's not like a Chris Sales on the slate, you know, there's he's an ace. He's not pitching like an ace right now, but he's an ace. Um, you know, there's a lot of really good, interesting arms. So let's jump in. Uh, we start with Arizona at Pittsburgh. We got Zach Godley against Joe Musgrove. Uh, let's start with Godley. Any interest here in Zach? Man, you know, Golly just has he, – he, I almost feel like he's been like Chris Sale. He just hasn't put it together. He is a good pitcher. I do think he'll come around. But even at 7,900, I don't, I don't think I have to play him here. There's just some other pitchers in the same range that I'd much rather play. So while I do think he will turn it around before the year is out and begin to turn a corner, I don't think I'm going to be playing any Godley today. That's kind of where I'm at. You know, we're going to say this a lot throughout the season. When you look at this Pittsburgh lineup, I I know Marte is not going to be in the lineup. He went on the 10-day IL over the weekend. Um, So, you know, obviously it's a different-looking lineup without Marte in there. But when we still look up and down outside of, you know, Jung-Ho Kong, Kang, whatever you want to call him, like – there's not a lot of strikeouts in this lineup and like Kang's your bat, like Kong's your bat. That's the guy that like is your home run worry. So for me, I don't typically like to play a lot of pitchers against Pittsburgh just because the strikeout upside is a little bit more limited than in other spots. But 
I don't think this is a spot I would look at godly. His ex-fip is suggesting he's pitching really bad right now. Um, you know, his Sierra is not great. His strikeout rate's down. His walk rate is up. Like, all the signs leading to he has something going on and he needs to figure it out. So I'm going to stay away. Um, the other side of this game, Joe Musgrove, off to a really good start. You know, 3.62 ex-fip, 25.6% strikeout rate, walk rate under 5%. Is this a spot we look at Joe Musgrove? Yeah, I like Musgrove. He's one of my favorites, especially on DK. Uh, I, I just I think the price is right, eighty four hundred. I mean, uh, eighty one hundred. Excuse me. I think I, I just think the price on him is good, man. I, I think that's extremely fair. Maybe even a little bit underpriced. I, I think I think he probably should have been priced around nine K today. And uh, you know, I, I I feel like we're getting a little bit of a discount. Um, he's going to be one of my one of my favorite spins. Everything looks good. You know, strikeout rate, like you said, right at 25% or a little above that. Um, and things just look in order. I, I don't see anything out of whack. Uh, you know, flat ball rate is normal. Hard hit rate is normal. Um, Velocity's down a little bit, but, I mean, that I, I'm, I, I think he's been pitching, been pitching fine. So I, I, I like him a lot today. I'm with you. I like Musgrove. I think this is a good spot for him. Um, if I'm going to target any bats against him, David Peralta would probably be the one guy that I, I would look at in this spot um, to target against him. Peralta, he's been really good against sliders for when he's been healthy anyway since the start of 2016. So, you know, when we're looking at plate IQ here, he's the one guy that kind of stands out to me as far as like that might give Musgrove a little bit of an issue. But Again, I you know, on a 10-game slate, I'm probably not going to go out of my way to target bats in this ballpark. Yeah, me either. Um, I, I just don't think it's a need. We, we got enough offense out there for sure. Yeah, and Walker, I, I know I, I saw over the weekend um, he wasn't – he was dealing with some kind of hip injury, so that takes out one of the bats that's actually been really solid. Um, I know he's hitting like 350 or something. So if he's out of the lineup, that actually helps Musgrove even more. So you're going to have to see if um, Christian Walker is back in the lineup or not for Arizona. He's dealing with a, they said, hip pointer. Um, Pittsburgh bats here. You know, the guy that kind of stands out to me for Pittsburgh, and I don't want to go out of my way here for Pittsburgh either, but Cole Tucker is 3,600 on DraftKings, and he's gotten called up, and he's been hitting at the top of the order. Uh, I think he's hit second in both starts, so – it's kind of interesting here, Will. Like, we get a guy that is a switch hitter, not going to get pinch hit for, batting second for 3,600? Hey, man, that, that's your cash game play there. Uh, I, I don't think I'll have him in tournaments unless I need I, – I absolutely need the salary relief for sure. But in cash games, I mean, I think he's a great spin. Yeah, like – this is a this is a first round draft pick. Like you know, he's he's been in the minors for quite a bit. Like it, it took him a while to develop. He's not a big he's not a big power guy, but he is a speed guy. So like he gives you the speed upside that you want. Um, so I don't hate him for tournaments, but I, I do think he's better cash game play. Yeah, and if if you believe in uh in hot streaks, Josh Bell's been pretty good this year. You know, if you're into that sort of thing. Um, not hitting home runs every day, but just making good contact, you know, bring, driving runs in. Been a real bright spot for this team. So I, I'm not playing Josh Bell today, but I did want to point that out. He's He's been playing pretty well here, you know, most of the season. Yeah, different ballpark. Maybe we're looking at, you know, Moran and maybe looking at like a little mini stack for Pittsburgh, but not just not in this ballpark for me. So yeah. 
Chicago White Sox at Baltimore. Uh, it, <laughs> we were just chatting about this. Manny Benuelos against David Hess. Um, I think I said his name right. I have been doing my best at trying to look up how to pronounce names um, because I'm terrible at it, and I know it drives you guys crazy. So Benuelos, a lefty against Baltimore. Um, do we have interest here? Yeah, pretty cheap, too. Yeah, he's very cheap, man. Um, I So, look, here's the deal. He's been around. He's not, like, a brand-new guy. Yeah, Yankees so, so and Braves, gonna, right? Yeah. Yeah so, yeah, so we've got a little bit of data on him. Um, and, in fact, in fact, he was probably playing down here at the River Dogs, where I am, back in 09. Uh, that's the Yankees, single, one of their single-A teams. So he might have been down here, but I wasn't here then. I was still in Charlotte. But uh, nevertheless, I mean, I, I don't see anything that's out of whack. Uh, you know, as far as, you know, career, he's at about a 6.87K per nine, home run fly ball percentage at 12.5%. I don't see anything out of whack. And so you're telling me I'm going to get a lefty against the White Sox, which kind of neutralizes one of their best bats, which is Yoan Makata. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've got a little bit of interest here, man. So I, I, I think he'll be fine. Uh, the K rate last season was at around 22%. Now, you know, lifetime, he's 17%, but uh, 22%, you know, uh, this season, excuse me. And um, I, I think he'll be okay. I, I just – he's cheap enough for us to take a shot on him uh, against Baltimore, and I think that that's, that's the approach I'll take. Yeah, it's not like he started a game this season. So, like, it's really tough to look at his numbers this season because he's been pitching out of the bullpen. Um you know, he is a guy that has started a lot in AAA. Um, so I, I do think, like, he gets probably 80 to 90 pitches here. I don't think he breaks 100. I don't think he's that far stretched out. Um, but he's he's a dude that, you know, was, was picked up in 2008. So he's been in the minors system a long time. He's been around forever. Like you said, he's 28 years old. But we look back at the Dodgers last season, and this guy was a guy that posted – 127 strikeouts and 108 in um, two-thirds innings in AAA, 27% K rate, 12.1 swinging strike rate. That just tells me, like, maybe he developed another pitch. He went from a huge, huge increase from 2017 to 2018 in AAA. So, really interesting if we, like, had what we have for majors in the minors and really could dig into what those changes were, were, were. but I do like him. Um, I don't think he's a safe out, but I do think he's an interesting tournament play because it's Baltimore and really like Mancini's the one guy you worry about when you're looking at this lineup. Um, any interest here in David Hess? Oh, not at all. Just, just no. <laughs> yeah, David has this season 5.67 xFIP uh, K rate under 18%. He has a 456 Woba to lefties, 429 ISO to lefties. So I, I do think this is a spot we're looking at Moncada and Alonzo yet again. Um, these lefties that are off to solid starts this season. Again, I, I've said this so many times, but Alonzo's. Yeah, I'm here. Man, I meant to say something too. I, I said um I said something wrong back there. I really didn't mean to. I said Moncada. I was really thinking about VR. Because they they're both switch hitters. So I'm sorry about that, guys. Didn't mean to interrupt you. 
but I, I really meant Jonathan VR, not Mankata. So sorry about that. Yeah, all I was just gonna say was Alonzo. He's run really bad this season on the Babbitt end of things, and like all of his advanced numbers, you know, hard hit rates and all that stuff look fine. His exit velocity is fine. Like, don't be afraid to play Alonzo. He's gonna start getting some of these. You know, his CX Woba is 454 compared to his Woba at 279. So Alonzo's gonna start running good, and you know, we want to continue to keep playing him. You know, especially in the matchup against David Hess in this Baltimore bullpen. Yeah, man, I, I love the White Sox today. My only fear is that I feel like I'm going I'm going to get Babbitt uh, with with ownership percentage. <laughs> like I, I I think the White Sox might be a little bit too high owned in this spot. Now I could be wrong, but I'm thinking about what happened here. Maybe it's a little bit of recency bias on my part where I underestimated some ownership, but. I do think the White Sox might get a little a little heavy here, uh, and so if if they get a little bit too high, that would be my only reason to stay away. But obviously, I mean, I, I like this this whole lineup uh, really on this slate. I, I'll even play Yomer Sanchez at the bottom, guy that makes good contact. Uh, you know, Tim Anderson's been playing well this year. Him and Jim Jimenez is coming around, so this it's a good lineup for tournaments. And so, um, if the ownership's right. I'm absolutely in. If it's a little higher than I think it should be, uh, then I'll just fade him. For what it's worth, I don't think it'd be too high. Just be like, we're going to talk about um, St. Louis. We're going to talk about Coors. We're going to talk about Houston. You know, we're going to talk about the Yankees against Matt Harvey, the, the whole Oakland game. Like, I think ownership is, is not something that I'm cons- like super concerned with today. I think it'd be pretty spread out. There's, you know, five, six, seven offenses to attack here um any interest in any of the baltimore bats no uh n- not today uh like i said i mean you're kind of neutralizing vr who's kind of been better from the left side of the plate um so yeah i don't i don't mind trey mancini but but outside of him i don't think i'm gonna play anyone else dude i'm gonna keep saying this you know if you want that lone tournament play dwight smith jr he's been hitting lefties his advanced numbers are Really, really good against lefties. It's lefty, lefty. He'll be very low owned. Um, I don't know how many teams I'm playing today. I got some stuff I got going on in the afternoon uh, with my wife, but um, it's that pregnancy stuff, man. It's already starting to drive me crazy. <laughs> like, oh, but boy. oh yeah, uh, but yeah, Dwight Smith Jr. If I if I end up playing five teams, I'll probably have Dwight Smith Jr. on one because his numbers, his advanced numbers, his his fly ball rates like fifty percent, his hard hit rates like forty four percent. His advanced numbers are really really good against lefties. So um, sneaky one off tournament play type, um, and, and he could go zero for four. But I, I'm just he's an interesting play. Detroit at Boston, Matt Boyd, Chris Sale. Going to have to see what Kevin Roth has on this one in the morning because right now it looks like we're going to have a little bit of rain. Uh, might be a, a delay, delayed start uh, is what I'm going to predict for Kevin Roth on this one. Um, I'm not <laughs> Kevin Roth. Um, <laughs> it's been a good start to the season for Matt Boyd. Do you have any interest here for him against um, a struggling Red Sox offense? Man, listen, this, this was the toughest decision for me to talk about on the pod today because when you pull up Boyd's numbers for the season, and look, I mean, he's only pitched, I think, about four four starts, four or five starts. It's nothing crazy as far as the starts because the sample size is small. But this is a guy that, that has shown us that he did have the strikeout ability. Maybe he's put something together. Now, I know he's faced, you know, some, some bad teams, so I'm not going to overlook that. 
But I mean, the, the numbers on the season right now, 36% K rate. He's, I don't think he's going to sustain that. And a 2.58 X FIP. I, I don't think he'll sustain that either. But everything just looks good. Uh, you know, I, I, whenever I see numbers like this, I want to look under the surface. And I mean, his last few starts, I mean, average distance hit is about 173 feet. Average exit velocity of about 89 miles an hour. The ground ball radius uh, approaching 50, around 48%. Everything just looks good. So I actually do have some interest in Boyd here. And I think at 9,100, I think he's going low on against a Boston team that obviously could just pummel him at any point. Uh, but I, I think I'll take my chances with Boyd, especially in tournaments as a high upside play uh, in hopes that, that he can kind of dial up the strikeouts. I mean, he hasn't been, um, you know, below six strikeouts. Mind you, one start was against Pittsburgh, a low ISO team that struggles with lefties. One start was against Cleveland. But he got 13 against a high strikeout Yankees team and 10 against the Toronto team at the beginning of the season. That just looked awful. So I, I, I'm very interested in Boyd at 9,100. Like I said, in tournaments, I, I think his ownership is going to be pretty low. Uh, I'll, be willing to, I'll be willing to roll the dice on him in tournaments. Yeah, I certainly like Matt Boyd for tournaments as well. Um, the numbers are kind of what we expected last season, but – there are two things that really stand out to me why this start could go bad, and that's his fly ball rate against righties and his hard hit rate against righties. You know, we have some really good righties he's going to be facing here in Betts, Bogarts, uh, Martinez, and Pierce. But the bottom of this lineup, the Boston Red Sox are dealing with some injuries right now. Moreland might play. Devers might play. Bradley might play. Like, that puts three lefties, and one thing that we've noticed with Boyd this season, he's been really, really good against lefties. So there's a lot of upside in the bottom of the order if he can – it's really if he can if he can keep the ball in the yard against those top four guys. Um, so I like the tournament appeal. Like, that. that's what we're looking for in tournaments. Will, before we even started talking about this slate, I told you – that Chris Sale is going to cost me a lot of money tonight because he is ridiculously cheap. His velocity was up in his last start, and he's facing Detroit. What is your thoughts on Chris Sale? Because I already know that uh, he's going to burn me and burn me hard tonight. Listen, I, so I, I like Sale in this spot. Um, so... I've already told people that I like looking at these recent trends and that's something I like to stick to because when you see a guy like Chris Sale and you look at this K rate on the season and it's at 16.7% and the X trip at 4.55, you, you got to be thinking what in the world is going on with Chris Sale? I mean, that, that's kind of what you're thinking. But, you know, I'm looking at him right now and, you know, the last 30 days here, which he's, I, think, I guess he's had, what, three or four starts. The ground ball rate is up a percent. The hard hit rate is up a little bit over the past 12 months. But, I mean, it was at 29% prior to that. So I'm going to give him a pass there. Um, the distance is up 20, 20, and the average exit velocity is up as well. But when, when you look at the other things, like being behind in the count. Okay, it, it's up 3%. No big deal. Contact, 7.1%. But other things are down, like the hard hit rate. No, nothing's just out of whack. So I, I'm, I'm okay with Sale Hill over his past couple starts. 
Um, and I know recent trends gives, gives us 30 days. I typically like to look back about two weeks or so just to kind of get an idea. And nothing's out of whack right now. A lot of that probably has to do with this last start. The ground ball rate's at 53% here. So now he, it's like he's starting to turn that corner again. And like he talked about uh, the velocity, you know, the velocity was back up. And so if you're ever going to take Chris Sale, take him against a Detroit team that, that's going to struggle and, uh, and take the cost savings as well. The price is just, he's eighty six hundred on on uh, on DK and then even on FanDuel it's even worse. Uh, he's eighty four hundred, which is crazy cheap for him on FanDuel. That's like Robbie Ray pricing. So I, I like him a lot. Bottom line, yeah, I like him a lot. I think he's gonna be pretty popular unless like weather scares some people off. But you know, the dude from MLB.com, I can't remember his name. I think it was um, Brown said that, like, the velocity was, like, in the 95 range um, for his last start. I read the report. I just – I totally forget what it said outside of that. But, uh, obviously, like, he's off to a really st- slow start to the season. And, you know, it's going to happen. And, you know, why not Detroit? This team, since the start of, you know, the 2018 season – they have a 22% strikeout rate with a 126 ISO and a 337 Woba. The only person that's really hit left-handed pitching in this lineup is Nick Castellanos. Even like Miguel Cabrera, his his ISO so far down, you know, against lefties. You know, really to get a good judge for Cabrera, we got to go back to like 2017 was one of his last like where he had a, a decently healthy season, and even in that season, it, his ISO was down. So. I think this is a spot I'm going to trust Chris Sale. Uh, and I'm not even going to say I think. I, I know I'm going to trust Chris Sale today. I hope it pans out because this is a spot that hopefully the weather is okay and um, we can load up on him here. Now, I will say this. If we start seeing projected ownership for Chris Sale get 30 40 50%, oh, automatic then, oh yeah, then then it's a whole different ball game. But night before, really like the spot for him. I have zero interest in the Detroit Bats, and I really um, – like Nick Castellanos, maybe that's really the only guy. Yeah, I mean, look, look. I, I will say this: if, if the ownership gets up, I, I may need to just throw in a Detroit stack somewhere in in one of the lower buy-in tournaments, just because it could pay off dividends in one of those. Especially since we we do know that he has had some struggles, even though his last start he improved. So you know, if something were to turn south on him in Detroit, were were to hang a number. You'd be sitting pretty in tournaments, so I'm not. I, I don't usually hedge, uh, but and I guess this really wouldn't be a hedge because if his ownership is up, I'm going to fade him, and I'll probably run Detroit in you know one one of the the nine dollar tournament or fifteen dollar tournament or something like that. You know, hundred k up top. Detroit won't have any ownership, and, and see what we can do. Hey, I'm not. A, I'm never against hedging or making yeah. a stack. Um, you know me. Everybody that ever listens to this podcast, if I'm gonna. If I'm going to take a picture at a high rate, I don't mind building a hedge stack and throwing in, like you said, like the $9 or something like that. I'll probably do that with Chris Sale today because I know he's going to cost me money either way. Um, Boston Red Sox bats. Like, I know Mookie's off to a really slow start against lefties, and Boyd's been good. It's really hard to not want some exposure to J.D. Martinez in this spot. Throughout his career, he's been really good against lefties. And even with the struggles this season for this team, JD has absolutely mashed left-handed pitching. I know Boyd's been good, but he's the one guy that really like stands out to me here. Yeah, man. I mean, 
don't you think JD Martinez is like one off central today? Like, yeah. So yeah, is Mookie I mean, Mookie was really really cheap on Fanduel on Sunday. Um, he was like thirty eight, thirty seven hundred. If he's that cheap again, yeah. If he's that cheap again, like I'll probably have some exposure to Mookie over there. Oh, he's that cheap for sure. Yeah, JD so. Martinez is four K by the way, which is, which is fairly cheap. Mookie's thirty eight. So, well, let me finish my rant about JD. So, so JD on the season right now, this is not sustainable, but it's right. It's just right now. Seven twenty two ISO, seven fifty five WOBA. 13.6% K rate, 13.6% walk rate. Um, I, I mean, I, I like JD here. I, I think he'll be just fine. I'm, I'm trying to see if Steve if Steve Pierce is going to become the lefty master that we know and love. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I'm not planning on stacking Boston. But I, I do think, like you said, Martinez is, is the ultimate one-off play on this slate for sure. Um, yeah, Pierce, Mookie, JD would be the three bats that I would target for Boston, but I do like JD the most for sure. Um, and Mookie Betts was really, really good against lefties last season. So those numbers are eventually going to regress in the right direction. 368 ISO, 497 Woba for Mookie in 2018 and 155 plate appearances. Kansas City at Tampa. We got Brad Keller against Chirinos. Um, any interest here in Brad Keller? No, I, I don't even have interest. Well, I don't want to say I don't have interest in this game, but but I definitely don't have interest in Brad Keller. No, I will say like the Tampa offense certainly took a hit when Meadows went on the IL. Um, you know, obviously he's been a really good tone setter for this team, so they they obviously take a hit without Meadows at the top of the order. But I I still don't think on this slate Keller is a guy that I'm going to end up on just because there's I have like eight guys on my list for pitching today. There, I think it's a really strong day for either upside or just looking at certain options. Um, Torino's going to get the start here. You know, find, like he's going to get an actual start, uh, Will. It's like, man, we're so used to him pitching out of the out of the bullpen in this, like, relief type of role. He hasn't th- – like, he threw 88 pitches in his first start this season against Houston. He just threw on the 17th against Baltimore. He threw five innings and 70 pitches out of the pen. I think we can realistically think he throws like 85. That's what um, yeah. Like he, he's kind of uh, going like really quick going back to um, Benuelos for Chicago. They're probably going to be in the same really close range as far as pitch count. And they're close in price. Do you have any interest in Torinos? Yeah, I don't mind Yanni here at home. Uh, obviously has a, has a really great part to pitch in. So uh, I don't hate it. And I mean, if, if, if we think he's going to get 85 pitches, you know, from a fan duel perspective, can he make it through six? And then from a DraftKings perspective, can he not walk, you know, the whole house and, and, and pick up a bunch of hits? And I mean, Kansas city is going to be pesky. Um, you know, I, but he's not walking guys, which I like. So that's kind of the, the great neutralizer for me. Um, if I think between him and Banuelos right now, I think I side with Yanni um, in, in a better ballpark at home. Somebody, I think, you know, the K rates there. I think I side with him over Banuelos right this minute. 
Uh, but for me on DK, period, I think I'm going to try to jam in two guys that, that I feel really good about. But um, I, I, I like him in this spot for sure at 7,400. I just like the fact that he's starting. We know he's going to come out and we know he's going to, you know, pitch decent amount of pitches and stuff like that. So I like that aspect of this. So the only concern that I have with him and like he, he mixes it up against lefties and righties really good with his splitter slider combo, but he's a sinker guy and he throws his sinker a lot over 50% of the time. And like I've highlighted before on this podcast, Merrifield, Mondesi, O'Hearn, Alex Gordon, all very good against sinkers. Only concern that I have with Torinos. Ballpark helps, obviously. Um, Kansas City bats, you know, it is a tough ballpark uh, to target bats in usually, but um, any interest here in the Kansas City bats? No, man, not today. Um, I, I, I just don't think I need them. I know I keep talking about it, man. I, I can't wait. I think we almost pulled off the nine one two stat with uh, Billy Hamilton and the crew in in uh, in Yankee Stadium, man. Ham had two steals, I think, but we, we were almost able to pull off something special there. But I, I don't I don't think we're going to do that today. Now the stolen base rating on plate IQ is up for Merrifield, Mondesi, and Hamilton, which I do like. Um, and I'm waiting to pull the trigger. I, I just don't know if I can pull it today, but. Um, so I, I don't think I'll have any Kansas City bats though. I like Ryan O'Hearn again. You know, he, he's 3,600 at this point. I, I know uh, I've talked about him a lot this year. He's four for 32 at the plate. Thought he was getting it going in that New York series finally, and then, like, um, you know, went over the next day. So 3,600 for Ryan O'Hearn is interesting to me as maybe a tournament one-off play. I hate playing him at first base. Maybe it's a fantasy draft play. He's really cheap over there as well. Um, any interest in the Tampa bats? Guessing Choi is going to be back in the lineup. He was out of the lineup Sunday against uh, David Price. Uh, they said it was like calf tightness, but it was really because David Price was pitching. Let's be realistic for a second. Um, any interest in any Tampa bats? Uh, man, I-, I feel like I should have interest. Because they're kind of one of those sneaky teams that can just roll out eight or nine runs on a slate. But I just – not today. I, I don't – even though I don't like Keller, I, I still don't want to pick on him in this spot. So I, I'm going to pass on Tampa unless I see something that's just out of the ordinary. And I don't see that. The only – like, I, I don't mind Tampa um, most nights. Um, I, I do, like I said, like – It'd be really interesting to sit, see who hits leadoff. I think it could potentially be Wendell or it could be Kiermaier. He hit leadoff some last season. If it's Wendell, he's super cheap. Uh, second base shortstop eligibility, which is just phenomenal. Um, yeah. He's over over like 15, I think, to start the season. Over 16, something like he, that. He, he, was, he was injured, though. I'll give him a pass. Right, yeah. I was just going to say, like, let's go back to 2018. This guy had a 340 Woba against righties. He didn't have a big strikeout rate. We know Keller is a pitch-to-contact guy. We get a cheap leadoff hitter, Joey Wendell at 3,400. He's certainly in play if he's going to bat leadoff. Um, it was – who was the the Pittsburgh guy? Cole Tucker. Maybe this is a pivot off of Tucker. Um, I, I don't mind ever going cheap at second base or shortstop if I'm not kind of paying up. So Yeah, he's uh, 2,200 on FanDuel, which is, which is crazy cheap. Ridiculous. Give it to me. Give it to me. 
Philadelphia at New York, Jake Arietta and Steven Matz decided he wanted to be Steven Matz in his last start, and I didn't stack against him. I'm still very tilted about that. Um, any interest here at Arietta? Oh, man. I, I actually wanted to have some interest in Arietta. Uh, Arietta. He did look pretty good his last start. Guess who he pitched against? The Miami. Mets. Oh, was it? Uh, it was did he, has he faced Miami? Yes, yes, he has. He, okay. he racked up eight Ks. But the, 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 what what was so interesting, it, it, it was kind of vintage Arietta. He went eight innings, three strikeouts, got the win, gave up two earned runs, six hits, two walks. But in real life, if you watch the game, he, he looked really good. So, um, but I can't pay, I can't pay 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 him uh, play him at this price. I just I just can't do it at ninety six hundred for a limited strikeout rate. No way. Uh, so I'll know, say this: I think Arietta is one of the safer pitchers on this slate, but I, I think he's a terrible tournament play. I don't see a lot yeah, of upside here. There you go. He had a really really good game against the Mets, like Will said in his last start, and put up nineteen point two, and that was with a win. Like, yeah, in real life he looked great, but in fantasy it was awful. Yeah, his his Cubs days where he had those big strikeout upside, like he's just adjusted to getting a little bit older and losing a little bit of velocity. And, you know, he, he pitches the ground balls a lot more than he used to. And, you know, uh, I respect it. Like if you're going to throw your sinker 50% of the time, you know, we'll talk about bats in a second, but there's a couple bats that I really like um, for the Mets. Um, any interest here in uh, Matt's? No, no, no interest. Um, I, I, I've got tons of interest in Philly. Who th this is the tournament team that I think is going low on. No, no interest in Matt's though. Yeah, like I stack against Matt's every time he pitches. He faced Philly the other day, gave up eight runs, six earned on two home runs and stuff. And I was just, I was, I was so mad. Will I was so mad. I stack against him every time, and I was like, man, he pitched really good against Atlanta. I really like the Philly stack. I'm right there with you. Do not forget about Philly today. Probably good. Matt's is probably going to throw a no hitter now that I've talked smack about him, but um, I, I do like this Philly stack. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I'm really not worried about it. Like, he's got to deal with McCutcheon, who's not going to strike out. Okay, he's going to deal with Caesar Hernandez, another guy that's not really going to strike out. Bryce Harper, ironically, this season, 17.4% K rate against lefties, walking a little bit more this year, not, not allowing the, the jitters to get to him. Reese Hoskins has a big strikeout rate or, or elevated strikeout rate, but I'm not concerned about him. And then you got JT Real Moto with a 7% strikeout rate. And really, I think one of the best hitters on this team so far this season from a consistency standpoint, Michael Franco in the eight hole. Nobody's playing him, and he's just mashing every single day. Not every day, but most days. So really, man, I, I, I think Steven Mass is going to have a real tough time today. I'm very interested in, in, in Franco, in Real Muto, Hoskins, Harper. I, I'm interested in these guys. I like them. And I, I think they're going low on. And so th this is my tournament team of the day for sure. Uh, let's talk Mets. Any Mets stand out to you here? I will say um, Robinson Cano got hurt on Sunday. Uh, I saw a report on Twitter, uh, something with his hand. He, he left the game early on Sunday. So we'll have to see if he's in the lineup or not. But they, I saw a report he had a soft cast on. So before, just wanted to point that out before you talk about the Mets here. Yeah, 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 yeah. No worries. The, the, the crazy thing about the Mets is, despite the fact that uh, you know 
Arietta had a really good game. This team as a whole hit sinkers pretty well. So at some point, I mean, you got to think Michael Conforto or Brandon Nemo is going to get a hold of one of these pitches. Maybe even Jeff McNeil. Uh, McNeil doesn't have the ISO numbers. But, you know, Nemo and, and Michael Conforto look really good. Uh, and, and if I'm I'm not big on game stacks all the time for baseball, but I wouldn't mind using these two guys, uh, Nemo and Conforto. Uh, I they could definitely send it out of the yard, and, and, and I like what I'm seeing here. Conforto is one of my favorite tournament plays on this slate. Um, you know, he didn't. He whoa. Um, he, I forgot to mute my phone. He didn't do it in the. Um, first game first time but like this is a spot where it, it's a really really good spot for conforto um and nimo but like i like conforto a lot more this is the spot that i really want um exposure to conforto he hit him like he had good good at bats against arietta uh less than a week ago like this is a spot that i, I really want to go back to the well on conforto um he's like my I, there's a lot of one-offs today. There's going to be some really interesting one-offs on stacks today. You know, we talked about a few of them already, um, but there's some really good one-offs where you're going to, you're going to have some high scores tonight, I think. Yeah, I, I think the same thing, you know, I mean, just to recap right now, we've got two that we really like in Conforto and JD on FanDuel. Both of those guys are 4k and 4100 respectively, pretty much in the same range. And then uh, on DK, you've got Conforto at 4,400, and you've got JD at 49. So still, still, I feel like they're affordable across the board. And, uh, you know, if, if you can fit them in, if your stack's not too expensive, I, I think you could be in for a big day. Uh, moving on, we have Milwaukee at St. Louis, Adrian Hauser against Jack Flaherty. Uh, any interest here in Hauser? No. We'll say this is a really interesting one. I, I think if you, especially if you have Roto-Grinders Premium, um, I, I like to look at the MLB Weather Edge, but this would be a really interesting game to see what Ross Weather Edge, um, you know, tool has to say. Like, it, it's going to be nice and, like, it's going to be, like, in the high 70s. Wind blowing out is what it looks like the night before, and this could be a really interesting, like, Let's see what the weather edge is. It going to boost the runs? Is it going to boost the home runs um, type of thing? Because I, I personally, I think it will, but I'm not a weatherman, so I let Roth do his thing. Um, I have zero interest in Hauser, for what it's worth. I, I guess I was um, you know, going along there. Uh, Flaherty, highest priced pitcher on the slate. Do we have interest? No. I'm kind of with you. Like we have to respect this offense, right? Like we have to respect Milwaukee and what they've been doing, and like. They're on the road, and this is just not a spot that I think I want to play Flaherty. And yeah, he could go out. Flaherty has the stuff to go out and you know burn me, but I think I'll pass. You know, we saw him get yep. hit up really hard um, less than a week ago against Milwaukee in Milwaukee. Um, I'm going to pass on Flaherty here. Yeah, man. Look, I mean, I, I, I'm just throwing Milwaukee in my bucket. There are just certain teams that, unless it's a small slate and I have to play you, and by small, I mean three games, four games. Unless I just absolutely have to play you because you're you're the play based on your talent and skill level, I'm just not taking pictures against Milwaukee. I'm not taking pictures against the Dodgers. I'm just not going to do it. And so, you know, there are plenty of other guys I can play today. Flaherty's on. He's he's just on the outside looking in. Um, the other side, 
Oh, for what is for? I guess like Milwaukee bats are certainly in play. Um, yeah. With a pitcher like Flaherty on the hill, they're going to be pretty low owned, and they profile really well against him. So, I, I like the Milwaukee bats here. I think they're they're really a solid uh, tournament option. Uh, here's some analysis for you. Did Christian Yelich hit a home run today? <laughs> Did he? I, I I wasn't watching that close. Easter. <laughs> No, no, he did not. No, he did not. Which means he's going to hit one today. So Perfect. just just play him and uh, win win all the money. That there's your Christian Yelich analysis. No, I'm I'm just kidding. But uh, the bottom line is, man, the guy's playing great. Um, you know, he he's got that commercial out there saying he's going to hit 50 home runs this year. Well, he's well on his way. So uh, if he keeps playing this way, um. He's going to be on his way to another MVP if he stays high. I do expect him to tail off down the stretch. He can't hit like this the whole season, uh, or else they're going to start checking his locker for some PEDs. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I like him in this spot. He's another top tournament play, extremely expensive. He's just not going to get the ownership. Yeah, I love – I really like the Milwaukee stack. Um, Yelich has eight home runs over the last ten games, to put it in perspective for you guys. Um, don't forget about the St. Louis stack. Like that's yeah. another stack that's really interesting today. Hauser, very very small sample in the majors last season, so I don't really want to go off of that. But we look at his 2018 AAA stats, and really didn't show a big strikeout pitch, and he never really has in Double A or Triple A. Um, outside of like his 18 or 16 innings and three starts this season in Triple A. I'm not going to look at 18 innings this season or 16 innings this season and say, oh, he's got his stuff figured out. I think this is a spot we can certainly look at St. Louis. Um, the only thing that I'm concerned with here is one thing he's always been good at is getting ground balls at double A AA and triple A. So maybe that's like the biggest concern, but fastball change up with a, a little bit of a curveball here. I think St. Louis is certainly in play um, top five. You know, and you can always throw in Molina as a catcher play. Yeah, man, and, and no, no hotter hitter on this team than Marcelo Ozuna. Uh, my goodness, this is this is the Ozuna I think they were looking for when they pulled him away from from Miami. Um, the they, guys, they got Ozuna uh, Yelich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, sorry, just say. <laughs> yeah. Didn't mean to interrupt you, Will. You no. can continue with your thought. I just say no. they 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 got Ozuna instead of getting Yelich. Uh, oof. Yeah, like, I mean, could you imagine the Cardinals lineup with Yelich in the four hole behind Goldie and Carpenter instead of Ozuna? Yeah. I mean, can you imagine it with with them both? Uh, speaking of which, I'm not going to get into Miami. I I know this is a fantasy pod, but you know, I like I like to think about the real life aspect of this too. And I know that Derek Jeter said, "Well, we weren't winning." But do you realize that Miami had Giancarlo, Ozuna, and Yelich all at the same time? They I had more than that. No, I, I know, but but I'm I'm just saying, like those three guys have been just mashing. Uh, Justin Bohr, JT Rimmel. I, I get it, I know, but anyway, I don't want to get into that. I just want to bring it up because now we're talking about it. And I just 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 something to think about. I I, I don't. How do you start a rebuild with all those guys that have gone to other teams and are continuing to rate? It just doesn't make sense. Minnesota, Houston, um, <laughs> Jake Odorizzi and Brad Peacock facing off here. Do you have any interest in Odorizzi? No. 
Yeah, Oda Rizzi throughout his career has been more reverse splits than anything else. I know his numbers oh, yeah. came back to neutral last season, but um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, he used his slider a little bit more than he had in the past, so I think that's something that's a little interesting to note. But for the most part, he's a reverse splits guy going to face a very right-handed heavy lineup um, in, in Houston. Brad Peacock on the other side here, you know, anytime you have Peacock pitching, you have to look at how the team does against sliders. He uses his slider a lot. Um, and like, we see that a lot with Houston pitchers for just for future reference. Like they, you know, curveball sliders, they, they use their breaking stuff a lot. Uh, do you have any interest here in Peacock? I, I, so I'm kind of a Peacock guy. I like him in the right spots. Initially, as I was going through, I was like, you know, it might be a good day to play Brad. But, you know, with the pricing and with the other pitchers, I'm starting to see a few things that I can get done or get accomplished without playing him. So I'm, I'm not going to play Peacock today. Um, obviously, I guess his pitch count will probably be around 80, 85 pitches at the most. Uh, he might even stop at 75. So I'm going to pass on Peacock here. Yeah, like my issue with Brad Peacock today is – Musgrove sale in the 8K range is really strong. You know, maybe even like Matt Boyd up top that we were talking about. And then like we have these guys in the 7K range that like I, I just don't know if I end up on Peacock today. I worry about the pitch count and I worry about his pitch count because um, he was supposed to be – this guy is supposed to be a bullpen guy. And like now they're sliding him back into the start. Like what are they really going to let him go here um, is the biggest question. So – yeah, well, we, we know he's got the stuff. I mean, I've seen him start for – I think last year some guys were hurt. And remember, he went through that stretch where he had to start for months. So we know he can do it. But th like you said, this year I think the pitch count is going to be around 75 to 80 pitches. So I don't think we need him. Uh, Minnesota Bats, anything standing out to you here from Minnesota? Well, I mean, they're just not striking out, man. This season, I mean, if you look at this lineup, 20, 15, 21, 16, 20 – 22, 22, 20, 21, nothing really alarming. Uh, you know, the, the first four guys in this this lineup against right-handed pitching, all above a 200, first five, excuse me, all above a 200 ISO. Um, you know, Brad, Brad Peacock, he, he's got some stuff, but um, I, I don't want to pick on him, but I, I do think that, that Minnesota could be sneaky in this ballpark. I, I really do, especially – if Peacock gets knocked around a little bit, and by knocked around, I mean gets his pitch count up early. I, I, I think Minnesota has some tournament appeal, especially after they let us all down uh, on today's slate. They're not the best tournament play, but but I think they've got some sneaky appeal here the more, the more I look at this team. Yeah, Nelson Cruz is really interesting. He's hit sinkers throughout his career really, really good. His average exit velocity against sinkers since the start of 2016 is 96, like – He's – I really like Nelson Cruz. Another potential really good one-off play um, if you don't want to stack Minnesota. But Kepler through Crone, like the one through five here is certainly in play. CJ Crone hitting the ball really well right now. Um, Houston, I, I, another team that's really – this is why when we were talking about like when we were talking about the White Sox and I was like I don't think they'll be too highly owned. Like, just look at the last two games, Milwaukee and St. Louis, Minnesota, Houston, and, like, there's so many options. I, I just think ownership would be pretty spread out. Houston, another team you can really look at, these power righties against the reverse splits home run pitcher. <laughs> yeah, man, 
George Springer, Altuve's been hot. Bregman, Bregman's coming around. Just the, the first four bats in this lineup, phenomenal. I mean, they, they're all – I mean, if you, if you looked at – I think a prime example, I think it was Friday night. I think it's when Springer opens with the double – Altuve hits a home run. Bregman hits a home run. Like that, that's what you get with this team with the top four. Now, Michael Brantley, while he may not hit a lot of home runs, he's just going to keep the ball in play. And so this, this team just has the unique ability to turn their lineup over. And uh, so I, I, I think this team is a phenomenal tournament play here. I think Odorizzi gets rocked a little bit. Yeah, Springer Altuve, more ground ball guys than anything else, too. And, like, they're facing a fly ball pitcher. So this is a really good spot to attack that fly ball, ground ball. Washington at Colorado, Coors game. Uh, another game that could drive ownership different ways. And we obviously are going to like this game. Jeremy Hellickson against Tyler Anderson. Tyler Anderson coming off of the IL. I'm going to try to remember that it's IL and not DL anymore, but whatever. Um... Let's talk. Do you have any interest in the pitchers? Like, <sighs> so John Gray is like my Achilles heel of pitching, man. But I, I'm not going to play him today. But he's Gray's the, not pitching. It's Anderson. Oh, geez. Anderson's getting yeah. He's coming off of the IL and he's supposed to pitch on Monday. Man, I thought I thought for sure. Great. Well, yeah, I, I'm definitely not playing playing him. Um. So yeah, no, no interest. Um, let's talk Washington bats first. Obviously it's a lefty with Tyler Anderson. And when we have a lefty on the Hill, Anthony Rendon against the lefty in course field. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't like to pay up for hitters, but if Rendon's in the lineup, I know he's, you know, the elbow after getting hit on Saturday is a little concerning, but I might actually pay fifty eight hundred for Anthony Rendon today against the lefty in course. Yeah, I mean, so you know, I'm you already know my philosophy. So you you know, I'm absolutely not playing anybody in this game. Listeners, you don't have to follow my lead on this. I would never ever discourage anyone from playing anybody in course. Anthony Rendon is an outstanding play. Another guy that I think is a superb play. Howie Kendrick, he's been playing well this year. I, I like him a lot. We'll probably get some Zimmerman today, of course. I like him a lot. One of my favorite catchers in baseball, Kurt Suzuki. Uh, I like him a lot as well. Really hate he's going from Atlanta, but, hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I, I, I like him in this spot. Another guy that I really like, lefty-lefty, Juan Soto. My goodness, uh, the guy's – he should smash in this spot here. So I like this whole Washington team up and down. Uh, but as you can see, when you got Robles at 52, Soto at 55, Adam Eaton at 53, they've even priced up Michael Taylor, who may not even play, at 45, uh, Wilmer Defoe's 41. You, you guys get my drift. I, I won't be touching this game with a 10-foot pole, but I do like the pieces and understand that they're in a phenomenal spot. Yeah, like I like the fact that they price this up. I don't want I don't want any cheap bats and cores. I want people to actually have to think about it for sure. Um, Jeremy Hellickson on the other side of this game. Hellickson's been a guy that you know has created a lot of ground balls. Um, uses a changeup, curveball, fastball combo. Uh, do you have any interest here in the Rockies bats? Man, um, 
I, I, I wish I could. Obviously, we like we let, we're going to like Charlie Blackman. Speaking of Charlie Blackman, he was pretty cheap over the weekend uh, on FanDuel. He, he's back up to four K, which is still pretty cheap. I mean, we're used to Charlie Black, Blackman being in the you know forty eight to forty nine hundred range or forty five to forty nine hundred range. Trevor Story's been right at forty four hundred on FanDuel. Arenado's at forty six. Uh, but then you hop over to DraftKings and then you see what we're talking about here. Uh, you know, Blackman's at uh, $54 at 5K, Story 51, Arenado 52. You know, they're priced up. I like them. I, I think they're going to be just fine. I just won't be playing them because of the pricing. Blackman is a guy that started the season really slow, but he just needed some home games is all he needed. He's nine. <laughs> Nine for his last 14 with two home runs and two triples. Um, you know, Fandle at 4K is absolutely ridiculous. You He needs to be, like, one of the first guys into your cash lineups over there on Fandle. I've been joking with my my buddy, and I, I, I'm telling you right now, I am going to talk about and I'm going to play David Dahl every day until he hits a home run. He's seeing the ball well. The ball's coming off the bat really well. I'm going to keep playing him until he has a home run day because I, I know it's coming, Will. Like, I, I just know it's coming. So I'm it just going to keep playing him. Just keep playing yeah, it's him. On the way. And, I mean, e even without the home run, the thing about David Dahl, because I've, I've seen – he's still just been playing well, singles, doubles, driving in runs. Like, even if he doesn't hit a home Stop run. Stop getting thrown out stealing bases. <laughs> <laughs> he got caught stealing twice this weekend alone. Uh, well, listen, all right. But, but, listen, the one game he steals three – you're gonna rejoice. Uh, just, just hit my home run already, so I stop playing. <laughs> All right, New York at LA taking on the Angels. Jay Happ against Matt Harvey. Um, any interest here in Jay Happ? No. See, I'm gonna say I have a slight interest. Okay, the reason I have a slight interest, and I've been talking about this for the last year and a half. Outside of Mike Trout, this team stinks against lefties. They're terrible against lefties outside of Mike Trout. They have a 132 ISO. With a 281 Woba. They still don't strike out. And Mike Trout's the best hitter in baseball. So that's like the downside. But I will say I have a little interest in Hap. Um, it really is like a price thing for me. So it's really well, going to just depend on price. At 9300 on DraftKings and at his fantasy draft price, I have zero interest. If you're playing on FanDuel or Yahoo and he's a little cheaper, I don't have the pricing up for those sites. Before I... Before I even, you know, look at pricing, I break down the slate and I start my research. And, like, my research likes Hap today. I don't like the price on DraftKings. I just saw it at 9300 Yeah. Um, I, I I wouldn't play Jay Hap today anyway. Uh, just only because I've got other guys that I, I just like so much more. Like, you know, you've got Sale, you've got Musgrove, you've got Boyd. Um, you know, th those are kind of some of my favorites. And then if, you know, if, you, if you're going on the low end, then you've got, you know, Banuelo. So just too many guys I think that, that I'm interested in. You got Yanni who's going to be pitching. So all those factors combined, I'm just not playing Jay Happ today. Um, I, I, I understand that this team just – really they don't have the ISO numbers because they're not striking out. But they just, they just don't have the power numbers to begin the season – uh, but if they can get if they can single and double you to death, and Mike Trout can hit a home run, Jay Happ's gonna have a rough day. So I, I, I'm going to be fading Jay for sure. 
If I was a lefty facing the Angels, I'd walk Trout and just pitch the rest of the hitters. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, that's, that's good strategy. Will they do uh, it? We don't know. No, they won't do it. Like, uh, um, I'm guessing you have zero interest in Harvey, even though Yankees lost another guy with Judge going to the IL now. Oh, God, yeah. This one was uh, – because I was actually watching that game. Just, man, listen, the, the Yankees' misfortune – Really, all across the board, but even with outfielders, they've they've had misfortune with outfielders now for the past few years. Hicks, uh, John Carlos down. Brett Garner's been hurt before, and then the one outfielder guy—I I can't even remember his name now. I should remember because he was there so long. But you know who I'm talking about, Steve. He kept having concussions. Uh, gosh, Ellsbury. Ellsbury, thank you. Jacoby Ellsbury. Yeah, just, I mean, man, if, if I'm an outfielder right now, I do not want to go to the Yankees. Uh, I'm just signing myself up for, for consecutive 10-day IL, 10-day IL. At any rate, this, this team is just continuing to get more and more affordable the more injuries they have. LeMayu, Voigt, Gardner, Torres, Frazier, uh, Talkman is a guy I played over the weekend that, that played really well for me. But this team is going to be affordable, and they're facing Matt Harvey. Uh, sign me up. Uh, I, I, I'm willing to take on a Yankee stack here for sure. They're just not going to be expensive against one of the worst pitchers in baseball, in my opinion. So uh, I, I like this Yankees team. Didi, Greg Bird, Ellsbury, Troy Tulowitzki, Hicks, Sanchez, Andalar, Stanton and Judge, like their IL team, is their whole team. It's is like start. a World Series team. <laughs> like <laughs> that lineup yeah. is insane. But yeah, I, I I like Luke Voigt here. Um, I like Torres. Man, that fan interference cost me some money over the weekend, and I, I don't know where I sign on it because <laughs> the guys it cost. Up. Guy's hand was in the guy's glove. I know it. it cost me money, but it was probably the right call. Uh, it's just how I don't think he catches it for what it's worth, but I do think the fan interfered with him trying to catch it. So I think that's the rule, right? Yeah. Touchman um, <laughs> and Ford are are really interesting. I think Ford finally had his first extra base hit um, since getting called up over the weekend, so he's really cheap across the industry. You can look at him, but yeah, I, I like the lefties here. Matt Harvey still really struggles with lefties. Um, you know, he just doesn't have the strikeout stuff to put those guys away. And then the righties, you know, he's using his slider a lot, so you kind of got to look at the righties. And Luke Voigt, well, he has good average numbers. He doesn't have a lot of power. So I would lean a little bit more to the lefties than the righties for the Yankees um, in this spot. But Luke Voigt's a guy that can hit two home runs in a game. So um, any interest in the Angels bets? No, even though I don't – so Mike Trout is another elite tournament play. Uh, and I think Mike Trout's going to have really little ownership today for, for what it's worth. Uh, he may not have a whole lot of RBI potential, but you just got to hope that he can maybe hit you two solo shots or, or something, uh, you know, a double and three RBI, something. But I, I like Trout here. I just, I just think for the best hitter in baseball, I'll be facing Jay Happ at home. I, I like him. Yeah, Trout's the only guy I have interest in. Even if Fletcher bats leadoff, we've talked about some cheap second baseman and shortstops already that I'd rather play over Fletcher today. Texas at Oakland, Mike Miner, Chris Bassett. Um, any interest here in Mike Miner? No, and I, listen, I, I know Mike Miner has 
looked like a world beater outside of maybe that Houston start, I believe it was. Um, it's been pitching well, but I, I, I don't want to play minor here. It, it is a it is a good part for pitching, but he's still going to be on the outside looking. This team's not striking out a lot. Got a lot of power. Um, he could easily get mashed. So I, I'm, I'm going to be avoiding minor at all costs. Yeah, and, like, nothing stands out to me, like, pitch-wise. Like, he's still throwing the pitches right around the same amount. Um, velocity, really close to, like, the same. It's a little bit more. Like, it was 92.7. It's 93.3. Like, nothing really standing out to me. And, like, this team, you know, Oakland can hit left-handed pitching really well. And, like, a lot of minor strikeouts have come from lefties over righties. Like, if you look at and compare his strikeout rate to lefties and righties, so... I think it's a bad spot to play minor, um, especially with recency bias and seeing that average fantasy point for him so good. Like, hey, Will, he pitched really good against the Angels, which we just got done talking about, has struggled a lot with lefties. Like, he put up 40 fantasy points against them. Does not shock Stevie at all. Um, complete game shutout against the Angels. So, <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Um, Chris Bassett making it. Chris Bassett making his first start of the season um, for Oakland. We look back at his numbers from 2018. Nothing really stands out to me as, as wanting to play Bassett. Uh, 4 6 7 XFIP, 20% K rate, 9% um, walk rates. You know, he kept the ISO numbers down a lot because he uses a sinker. So, what do we do? We go on, we look at the sinkers and Mazzaro, Gallo. Chew, we know what this team does with sinkers. We've talked about it many, many times. Um, so not a spot that I want to play Chris Bassett. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. The only thing about this game is just the ballpark. Um, I mean, just historically, man, Oakland at night has been awful, just awful for, for run production. And I'm not saying they don't score at all ever. That, that's not what I'm saying. But just overall, um, you know, it just – for, for me, anyway, it very rarely works out if I play Oakland at night. So, um, I, I do really like this game, though, man. I mean, I think I think if you're playing some late slate, this is definitely one you, you take a stab at. Yeah, it was kind of, like it kind of stinks that uh, Struble's been dealing with like a shoulder injury. I don't want to play him even if he is in the lineup. I want to see him healthy, but they would make for a really interesting four man. Now it's more like a a, a three man probably with Gallo, Mazzaro, Chu. I don't want to play Andrew series. Not very good against sinkers. He hits a lot of ground balls. I don't like the upside there. Um, and then like, I think Danny Santana maybe could be your, like your fourth piece. He gives you, you know, stolen base upside. They're cheap. Like outside of Gallo, like Chu and Mazzara are, are cheap. Like Mazzara is 3,700. Like I actually really consider him for cash games at that price. Um, so I, I actually like Texas. Like Joey Gallo can hit it out of any ballpark in America. I feel like, like, so I'm never worried yeah. about his upside. And with Chu and Mazzara, like they, they they profile really well. And like you're not going to necessarily need home runs. Like give me a couple doubles, some RBIs at those prices. But I, I like the the three man. I think you can make an argument for a four man. But it could be a good counter stack on a different team with three guys being in play here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I, I think you said it best. You get a guy like Mazar at thirty seven hundred. He's for sure a cash game play. Like, just, just obviously, no one in baseball is a must play. Everyone is zero floor. 
But at, at the price for what you, for what it allows you to do with your lineup in cash, you, you just play them. I was trying to kind of look at like the upside for Danny Santana stolen base wise here using premium reports. Um, seems like a pretty decent spot um, for him to get maybe a stolen base as well. So he's going to need yep. something. He, his price has definitely come up. Um, Oakland. Right. What are we doing here with Oakland? Man, listen. <laughs> so I, the only thing that's holding me back from playing Oakland today is this ballpark. And I'm, I'm saying for a stack. I mean, you look at this team. Man, if, if this game was in Texas, I think we'd be extremely excited. I'd stack this entire game. Oh, my gosh. So I, I'm looking at Oakland, man. Just listen to these numbers, folks. Marcus Simeon, 200 ISO, 414 Woba, 8% K rate, 14% walk rate. Matt Chapman, 417 ISO, 384 Woba, 10% K rate, 17.2% walk rate. Piscotti, 286 ISO, 393 Woba, 20% K rate, 6.7% walk rate. Chris Davis, 556 ISO, 476 Woba, 19.4% K rate, 9.7% walk rate. Chad Pender, 214 ISO, 395. Woba, 10% K rate, 0% walk rate. And then you got Profort down there in the eight hole. Man, you know, this park is so awful. I almost feel like I've just talked myself into running Oakland. These first five bats might punish Mike Miner uh, in the first inning alone. Ah, man, I – and no one's playing Oakland today. Is it enough for them to be in this bad ballpark, but possibly pull off the midnight hammer of the night? I, I, the midnight hammer. I'm not sure, but man, these numbers look good. Uh, I, I'm I'm very interested in Oakland, man. I just got to get over the mental hurdle of knowing they're in this terrible ballpark at night. I think I like use them more as fillers than stacking them. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think all five, the top five, like you said, all very much in play, but I, I kind of like it more as like fillers. Um, Chapman Davis, my two favorite plays, Piscotti, like that two, three, four, their fly ball rates are really high this season, even with Minor, minor being more of a ground ball guy that kind of plays into their favor. I like Pinder. Pinder's been good against lefties since the start of last season. Marcus Simeon's probably my least favorite of the group, but I think he's certainly in play. He's just more of a ground ball hitter against a ground ball pitcher. I don't think that's going to end up like – it just doesn't give me the upside that I necessarily want. Um, but yeah, I, I do think he's in play. He's 3,700. Yeah, so, like, I think I will use them. Chris Davis is too cheap, first of all. He's 4,400. That He has massive oh, upside. Like So – I'm going to probably use them more as fillers, but Davis Davis is certainly somebody I'm looking at to play quite a bit at that the, price. Piscotti, 3,300. Oh, 3,300? Wow. <sighs> <Dude. laughs> they're, they're going to be nice fillers. I, I yeah. still don't think I can stack them, but they're going to be nice fillers. If I do stack them, it would be a three-man with Chapman, Piscotti, Davis for what it's worth. Like. Both the three mans on this game, for what it's worth, Texas and Oakland. There's two good three mans. So Chapman thirty nine. I'm sorry, this they're just too cheap. It seems like oh, pricing's a little God. soft today, for what it's worth. Like yeah. with the pitching pricing the way it is, uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna need massive scores today. So let's play the morning grind game, help these folks out, and then we'll get out of here as always. So I don't have to repeat it a million times. We don't take people from cores in this game. Um, so, will give me your favorite. Pitcher under 8K to get six strikeouts here. 
Man, I think I'm going to have to go with Yanni. Um, I, I talked about him earlier. He think he's a guy that I trust. Uh, I, I'm going Yanni. Yeah, I'm going to take Ben Walos. Um, yeah. Hoping that I pronounce his name right again. Um, uh, I like I like the, him. You know his upside here. Hopefully he gets like 85 uh, pitches, but he's certainly the guy that I'm looking at under 8K. Uh, over 8K, not to score 15 fantasy points. Who do you got for your fade today? Oh man, give me Flaherty. All right, that's who I was going to take too. I like that call. Um, I'm going to take Mike Miner. He's like the one guy that yeah. kind of stands out to me up here. Like, I think Hap could have a good enough game that he scores 15 against the Angels, even with limited strikeouts. Peacock would be the other guy that I'd kind of probably stay away from. Um, over 4K to hit a home run. Who's your expensive bat to go yard today? Uh, Man, there's so many. Uh, I've talked this guy up so much this year. Uh, give me Christian Yelich. I like that when you play like indie or Flaherty fade. Oh, I'm I'm looking up this guy's price. I'm gonna make sure he's over 4K with this pricing today. I'm gonna go Michael Conforto. Um, I like it. I, oh, I like it. I really like him against Arietta today. I think he's gonna be pretty low on considering the pricing today. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who's your cheap bat to get two hits today? There's a, quite a bit of options today. Man, I'm 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 gonna stay on brand here. I know we close out the show with these guys. Just give me. It is under 4K, right? Under 4K, yep. Man, give me Matt Chapman. Uh, just, he's 3900 man. He's too cheap. Yeah, I certainly like Chapman. Um, he was certainly somebody that I was looking at here. Oh, man. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick in that same game. I think Mazzara is too cheap today. Um, he's 30, he's 3,700. Give me two hits from Mazzara today. Um, and then our last one, favorite stack to score six plus runs, obviously not cores, a uh, lot of options today. Yeah. Um, man, I, I don't, I almost want to give out like three or four, but, <laughs> but I think I'm going with the White Sox. I, I'm going to go with the White Sox. All right. I'm going to. Philadelphia, Stevie, do not forget to stack Philly today. Do not forget to stack Philly today, Stevie. Oh, There's a lot of God. spots today. Do not forget. I know I'm talking in third person, but I, I'm going to put a sticky note like on the middle of my screen. Don't forget to stack Philly today. I'm going to take them to score six-plus runs, so I have it in front of me in paper in multiple spots. Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Man, a lot of teams just zero in on who you like. And, and let's filter in some one-offs around them. Uh, I'm saying as, as the day goes on, you might build some three-man stacks. You might build some two-man stacks. Doesn't matter. Find the guys you like and, and stick with your process. I'm going to wear a Chris Sale jersey to watch baseball um, tonight for sure. That's happening. No doubt about it. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed the podcast. I hope everyone had a wonderful Easter weekend. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.